Hey, I'm Robbie Bear, and this is the Movie Guide Podcast. I'm here with Jesslyn Lancaster, the Hello. managing editor of Movie Guide. We also have our producer in studio, Jeremy Carroll, in case we make any mistakes. That's right. Got to keep you guys uh, on the straight and narrow path. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is what life has come to. I thought maybe what we should do is we should start talking about any shows that we are looking at lately. Okay, so this is this is behind the scenes of Movie Guide. Okay, so this is 100% where all of you listening are going to judge us. <laughs> I mean, I probably don't have the best taste in television okay, shows. Okay, well, so. maybe don't choose the worst one. Choose, <laughs> choose something good. Movie Guide approved only. Okay. Actually, I am watching a show right now that I'm watching because it was nominated for a Movie Guide Award. The pilot was. And so I read a lot about it and it's called Manifest. And it is a show about Flight 828 that just disappeared for five years. And all of a sudden it reappears and the people haven't aged a day. And wow. It's really, really fascinating, and it actually has a lot of spiritual um, Christian references, especially in the pilot in the first few episodes. They wow. love to quote from Romans 8.28, which is that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. And it really has them uh, questioning about where is God in this situation, and they have these things called callings, and the callings wow. are voices cool. or visions or... Uh, kind of just feelings that could be interpreted as the Holy Spirit guiding them. But don't quote me on that because I'm not very far in and it could be something completely malicious. But so far, my husband and I are watching it and it's been a very fascinating show. I'd probably give it a movie guide minus one okay. for okay. Uh, caution for uh, older children and adults. So we, uh, that sounds really interesting. I, my wife is on a kick where she doesn't want to watch anything dramatic because uh, <laughs> she says we have four kids and we've experienced <laughs> enough drama. You need so, to laugh in your life. That's right. So she wants to do comedies. But uh, we've been watching that Disney Plus show, Turner and Hooch, I think it's called. Yes, with Probably Josh Peck. Yeah. And it's just been uh, really fun, actually. It's pretty clean and fun, and it's just about – a guy with his dog trying to solve crimes and it's just kind of silly and uh, cute and clean, you know? So I, I know that we've done some stuff on movie guy. I don't know if we've done any interviews on movie guy, but maybe we should get them. Sometime. I would just we like to put this interviews. out here. Disney plus I'd be delighted to interview Josh Peck. I have really enjoyed him from his days of all that and Drake and Josh on Nickelodeon. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Disney plus, awesome. give me a call. Got to get that guy to the movie guy awards, huh? Yeah, we should. Possibly. Is um, it a crime to go from Nickelodeon to Disney Plus? Uh-oh, it's not a lot. Actually, it's probably much better. He also did a show called like Grandfathered. With John Stamos. Yeah. Which I didn't that, watch I, very much of that. I think I watched an episode on a plane, and then I was bored and never watched it again. Yeah, I don't remember, to be honest. It sounds super I, compelling then, huh? <laughs> I don't remember what it was about. Um Okay, so let's get into the serious stuff. Why don't you tell us? Tell us what's next, Jesslyn. Tell us what's all next. All right. So something that I find super fascinating is we all know that theaters are trying to figure out how to stay afloat. They're trying to figure out, you know, how can I make money and how do we get people to come back to the theaters? Because 
families like my family can watch a movie on Disney Plus for 30 bucks and make our own popcorn and sit on our couch and enjoy it. So why are we going to go to a theater? And AMC has now decided that you can use Bitcoin to buy your tickets and your concessions. Robbie, talk to us about cryptocurrency. Let's do it. First of all, I think that it should be known because this is behind the scenes of movie guy. Um, we have a lot of debates about movie theaters. Okay. Yes. So we do a lot of debates and the debate is how they will exist going forward. Okay. So there's a pretty heated debates both ways. Some people vehemently believe it's no problem. They're going to come back and people are going to want to go because it's the cheapest kind of date you can go to, or it's for younger kids. It's an easy thing that they can kind of get out of the house to do. But other people debate that it's a huge hassle and you could just sit at home. So this is a heated debate in our office and we don't know the answer. Also, my Um, son is one year old and I don't take him to movie theaters so I can easily put him to bed and watch a movie at my house. Exactly. So Justin and I, unfortunately, are on the same side of the debate. So (laughs) because we have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. So we also... (laughs) would rather just sit and watch something at our house but I, I got little kids too and that's why i like going to the theater no i'm just kidding that's <laughs> it's okay mean. i it's can play mean. devil's advocate i do like going to theaters actually especially now that they have those reclining seats and i would say that my favorite food is movie theater popcorn especially if it's fresh and then you stick the straw down in it and you can get the squirt butter to go down in it so it's all even i love that now that is a life hack i have not tapped into just yet and those reclining seats so that that's hard because then you're, it's cool room, reclining seats. I leave my child at home with my husband and I go watch a movie by myself. It's great. The thing is, um, I remember I was at this conference and uh, it was like uh, they had like this uh, section where they were just kind of like, you know, had a leadership coach kind of talk to you and they were telling you like how to be better at what you do and stuff. And he's like, I just want to take a moment where all of you sit there quietly you know and and just close your eyes you know to think about something and and um and i didn't close my eyes and so the guy came over to like single me out he's like why have you not closed your eyes and i told him i have four kids if i (laughs) at the time i had three kids i was like i have three kids if i close my eyes i am not opening them back up (laughs) they are staying closed you know so i don't know it's hard um, cryptocurrency, I think is, uh, <laughs> is pretty cool. It's crazy. There's a lot of debates on that. So who knows? I mean, there's controversy, but then again, we live in an age of controversy. So everybody's controversial about everything. Um, so they'll probably be like, Robbie said this thing about cryptocurrency. I think cryptocurrency is pretty cool. It's a cool invention. And I think it's pretty transformative in the way that it's working currently. I know people say it has no value, but Then again, fiat currency has no value. They removed it from the gold standard, so it has no value currently anyway. Um, But I think that it has some transformative things about it to be able to buy movie tickets and more things with cryptocurrency is cool. I mean, Visa and MasterCard and PayPal are all uh, integrating cryptocurrencies for you to be able to purchase items with it. So I think that's pretty game-changing. I think that AMC really did it as kind of a marketing thing. It seems like they're trying to stay in the news as much as possible so they can raise more money through selling more stock. (laughs) As you see, they were kind of a meme stock earlier on. They got the whole meme stock thing, but 
I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of a marketing thing. Now, the one thing that maybe none of you guys know, but maybe you do know is that if you live in the United States of America, unless you live in Puerto Rico, um, you can live in other countries that have no capital gains, but in the U S there's capital gains tax. So even if you buy something with Bitcoin, you still owe the IRS capital gains tax. So the thing is that I think a lot of consumers don't understand that, that they might have kind of a ridiculous tax bill for buying like a ticket with Bitcoin, but it might just end up being kind of like the early days of the internet where you were technically supposed to pay sales tax to your state, but most people didn't do it, <laughs> you know? Um, so maybe it's just like the IRS can't enforce it. I don't know. Who knows? But we'll see. I, I think it was just more of a marketing plea, but I do think it's cool that Bitcoin and Ethereum and all those guys can be bought, purchase more items with it, you know? And shouldn't we do a plug for our own nonprofit to say, hey, if you have Bitcoin, donate to movieguide.org today. You can donate Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, or any of those to Movie Guide through movieguide.org. We have a place where you can donate those things. All right. So I know we were talking about movie theaters versus streaming, and this leads well into our next topic, which is Scarlett Johansson, who also just had her baby. Congratulations to her and the guy who's on Saturday Night Live, Colin Jost. Anybody? Anybody know his name? I don't, don't watch that show. <sighs> you yeah. guys. I think his name is Colin Joss. They just had their baby yesterday, so that's exciting. Um, so she is suing Disney because her salary from being in Black Widow has been drastically affected because she was promised box office money, and Disney is making bank on Black Widow through streaming. So... How these people going to make money? Because if you look at like the music industry and all the streaming on like Spotify and whatnot, people get like pennies for streams. What are but we going to do? The thing about it, to be fair, like, yes, they get, they get pennies every time you stream it on Spotify, but there's also like 300 million people on there. So like if, a, if millions of people are listening to your content over and over again, you, you, you actually are making a lot of money, you know? And for a longer amount of time. I don't know. It is hard because a lot of the major actors, they made most of their money off of like some box office deal. Ticket sales. Um, like I you don't get know. a percentage of the gross. I'm sure it's this contract was negotiated far in advance before COVID did anything. Yeah. I'm sure that they'll figure out how to negotiate that, but it's hard because it's almost hard to feel sympathetic because it's not like she's... <laughs> It's not like she's doing she badly. She is the highest paid actress in the world. In the time of COVID, it's not like she's doing poorly or anything like that. You know, I mean, she's still succeeding. But I think it's more about the precedent, less about her making money. And what does this mean for contracts going forward as studios have to negotiate with actors? Okay, you know what, though? I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to uh -oh. throw a curveball. I'm terrible at baseball. Why you do this to me? <laughs> but here's the deal. I actually think that this is a much bigger thing. Okay. And this is, I don't think it has anything to do with the money. Okay. I read a fascinating article recently on how the superstar is dead. Okay. And it said that, that, uh, the rock was the last superstar. Okay. And I read about it and it was a fascinating concept and I actually beginning to believe it. And here's mm. the deal. The what they say is, that the age of streaming has opened up so much content. Okay. Like we have more content available to us now than ever. It's not only new content, but now old content has become new again. You can access it all on demand. 
Okay. What it's meant and what it means is that there's no longer like room to create those Tom Hanks of the worlds because movies now there are unique, there are, there are different people like you, Jesslyn can always tell me like who's an actor in some TV show, but what they found is majority of people don't know the actors in TV shows, right? They might say, Oh, I like this show and I like the guy in it, or I like the girl in that show. But most people cannot tell you the actor of TV shows that they like. Okay. Which I know might shock people, but the thing is that that's even worse on streaming because of the amount of content that people are consuming. I mean, they say the average millennial almost spends more time on streaming than they do going to work. Okay. Every week. So like they're consuming so much content and in that vein, they might say, Oh, I really like whatever lost in space, which movie I'd liked. And we, I think we gave it a good rating and it was fun. I can't tell you a single actor in there. Okay. Now Jason, you're, you're special at this stuff. So you might be able to say the actors in there, but I think majority of people would be the same when I, when I go around the country talking to people and stuff and when they've, done stuff on this like people can't tell the actors in like in tv shows and even less so in in streaming stuff Hmm. so the thought is that movies were the way in which people do remember even people like myself or whatever remember the actors in movies because it's such a big deal it's marketing for months it's stuff that's just been ingrained in you you know uh you know johansson's in this movie or the rocks in this movie or whatever but with the death of the movie theater, the thought is that it will also kill the superstar. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's one more point to that, which you can agree or disagree. And the one more point to that is the fact that if you've seen besides the movie guide awards, which is absolutely incredible and amazing, a lot of the award shows have lost drastic amounts of viewership, you know, and what the theory is, it used to be that this is the way that you got to see these superstars. You know what I mean? But the thing is that there's just less superstars nowadays because people just don't, when they, when Netflix is spending $12 billion on content, meaning that they are producing ridiculous amounts of content, you know, and mm-hmm. Amazon spending 6 billion and they think they're going to try to up that, you know, Disney over the next couple of years, they, they do it in like five year chunks. So they're like, we're spending a hundred, whatever. I don't know what they're doing. They're spending a lot of money. They're spending they're also- $100. that's right Um, with all the content that they're producing I just think that there's a lot a great point to maybe the bigger point is is the superstar dead so I will say I thought it was just because I had a baby and I went into hiding for a year but I don't know nearly as many stars as I used to like I was clicking through a Time Magazine thing on like the the top 100 stars of generation Z and I could maybe name one, which was Zendaya. Um, everyone else, I had no idea who they are. And so maybe that is part of it. Although movie guy would argue that we don't watch award shows besides the movie guide awards because they promote gratuitous films. No, I agree with you on that. I agree 100%, but I think it can be a combo. It, it can be a one, two punch too. You know, but I agree with you. I I think that they've gone totally weird and totally crazy. The award shows for sure. I'm agreeing on that. But except for the movie guide awards, <laughs> that's right. The movie guide awards is amazing, and movie guide content is amazing. Thank um, you. No bias. Um, I just think that like also, you know, they're competing with YouTube. I mean, there are YouTube stars I've never heard of who have like hundreds of millions of followers. You know, I just ran across somebody the other day who's got like so many followers, and you maybe never even 
heard of them before or that's how i feel about tiktok all these little children on tiktok and i'm like who are you there was an interview with um anthony mackie who plays the falcon in like all those marvel movies and he was actually saying actually breaking exact news same thing. as of today he is the new captain america in the next captain america film officially makes sense because he got the got the shield spoiler alert guys if you haven't watched falcon and winter soldier read our review first but the uh it was interesting in that interview because he was talking about how everyone that comes up to him goes, hey, you're that guy that plays the Falcon. No one knows his name. <laughs> I think going to movies is really the only way to build the superstar if they wanted it, like the movie theater. But I think that people are watching stuff because of what the the story idea is, you know. Okay, so I'm going to take that. I'm going to jump to our next point to talk about a different kind of superstar who isn't really into acting, and that is Tim Tebow, who tried to go for football once again and now got cut once again. What happened to Tim Tebow from the Heisman Trophy till now? (laughs) You know, this is such a hard topic because none of us even watch football. I don't even know. But I do think that I do have an opinion on that because, you know, I have an opinion on everything. Okay, first of all is I love any live sports event. I love going to a sports event, sitting there and watching it live. I think it's so fun, okay? Because I have such limited time in my life, I don't watch that much sports. So I'm sorry to say that people might be tuning out right now. They're like, we're never going to listen again. You don't watch sports. This is the Movie Guide podcast, not the Sports Guide podcast. That's right. I think that there are certain sports figurines, speaking of superstars, so this perfectly ties in, that cross all all genres and people know who they are okay genres is even the wrong term but whatever the sportsy term they cross all things barriers okay for example my mom cannot tell you anything about basketball okay i don't even know if she could tell you any teams about basketball but she can tell you michael jordan right everybody knows who michael jordan is he's just one of those people that it didn't matter who you were right you might know nothing about golf but everybody knows tiger woods Right. Even if you don't know how golf is played or what the championships are or whatever, you know, Tiger Woods. I feel like Tim Tebow is a very unique person because his brand is so well known. If people do not know football, they know Tim Tebow. So if I was one of the families that owned a football team, I would just put him on there. I mean, they said that the year that he was on there, even though he was doing terribly, now, this is not from an actual sports standpoint. So everybody might be aghast, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you recommended this. If he's, a, I don't know, he might be terrible at sports. I have no clue. I think, I think he's pretty good, but I don't know. But the thing is that he was the number one selling jersey before he got like kicked off. Like, it's just like a pure business perspective. Let Why me don't ask they you this, keep him though, on there on you, the sidelines, you know? As you talk about his brand, do you think part of what appeals to so many people is his wholesome content because he's so strong in his faith, because he chose to wait till marriage, because he's so open about who the Lord is in his life, would that lead to him being a strong brand? Yeah, of course. I think that he totally connects with America because of the fact that he's so bold in his faith, you know? And like, if you think about it, like we are a country that loves boldness. You know, and like, I mean, look at the celebrities. I mean, they're the people who kind of stand up and it's not necessarily, everyone doesn't agree with all the people who are standing up for the different things they're standing up. But oftentimes that's why they get such huge, um, you know, followings. And I think that 
he is a dude who's just really connected because there's not a lot of people who are just willing to stand up in the face of adversity to just be bold about faith, you know, like to just stand up about faith and be bold about faith or even be bold about wanting to wait for marriage or all those sort of things that is just like, it's very counter our current culture, you know, like, I just think that he has a very strong brand. I don't understand why they don't just put him on there from a branding perspective, you know, just like sit him on the bench and just keep him on. Well, maybe he used sports as a platform to get started and his brand going forward is more like involved in the anti-human trafficking movement as he works with his wife. Maybe it's not about sports anymore, but using his name to further the kingdom of God and stand up for other issues of injustice. Well, wasn't he also like a host of something i mean didn't he do like a tv show he where he watched sports, sports or something analyst for a little bit he also was a producer of the movie guide award nominated run the race uh he also played baseball for a time too so he's kind of tried his hand at a lot of different things do you know what i think he should do next tell me curling olympic <laughs> curling he's already got the kneel down so he could do that pretty well that's right see Except him the- in what is the, is it Beijing? That's the winter games. Yeah. And, Olymp- and that's like one of the only Olympic sports where we're at the Olympic games. People will drink beer in between <laughs> like the sports. Look, they have to players. maintain their energy somehow. <laughs> the curlers will actually go <laughs> drink beer. <laughs> oh man. I think you should try curling. Why not? Well, I don't even know how kidding, to transition kidding. to our next topic. <laughs> so along those lines, what kind of books are you guys reading lately? Any more good books? Any more good you, books? Robbie, you want to go first or should I? I'm reading um, a couple of books. Last time you talked about the one that Bill Gates recommended, even I though know. you do not stand by Bill I, Gates. Well, I'm reading this book um, called The Frozen Few. Did I talk about that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's about the Korean War, and it's really interesting about the Korean War. And what they did is they fictionalized, so it's it's actually historical, and they took historical stories, but they made it in uh, like an actual fictional dramatic way, which is really interesting. So it's not just like some historical book; it's actually like an entertaining story of these guys, you know, in the is Korean War. Is it like War. the grown-up version of American Diaries? I don't know what American Diaries is. American Diaries were my favorite books growing up about, hypothetically, they were the journal entries from girls that lived through major historical events like the Korean War, World War II. Wow, um, cool. I read one. They have a Royal Diaries series from like famous princesses. And so they're fictionalized accounts like based on the current events. So they tell the story of history while giving you a person to follow and understand their life through that perspective. Wow, that's super cool. You know what that reminds me of too is Wishbone. Watch the story, oh, Wishbone. Wishbone. Oh my so gosh. So good. It was so great. How I mean that helped me solve so many <laughs> book reports without one. That's awful, Robbie. You should always do your homework. You know what? You're right. But in school you sometimes just have to figure out other things and <laughs> Wishbone was amazing. He let so many kids do their book reports without reading. <laughs> As he I ran around in his now. costumes. I the original Spark books. Notes. Yeah. Which now they don't even use Spark Notes. Now they use something called Chegging. Chegging? You guys know about that or no? I thought Chegg was a book company where you could rent your textbooks. 
So Chegg is a book company and I read this whole article about it, but they also have this service where they will help you do your homework, like help you through your homework, like help you through your homework. And basically what happens is they have people in like India or Indonesia or whatever that do it. And basically people are, are just checking. They're using, they, they put their whole homework on there. And they're cheating. They're cheating. Yeah. And the new form for treating is called checking. And I even asked some college students about it recently and almost everybody knows about it. If you run into any college student, you ask them about it. It's called checking. And basically they just cheat. It's just like they have people in like overseas that do all their homework for them that have like, I mean, like the, they have like master's degrees or they're like super smart. And so they do all the work for you. Now you're supposed to be using it to like learn like how to do the work better and you're not supposed to abuse it but all of these college students are just doing it for all of their stuff and what they found is during covid they're also using it for their tests it's called checking that's awful and that's so, so there's no more spark notes now they actually just straight up cheat and pay people overseas to do the work for them. back in my day we did our work <laughs> or we didn't do it and we got a zero and we got grounded Exactly. I mean, no, that never happened in my life. I was a perfect student and always did my homework, and my father never got upset about zeros on progress reports. That's right. No. All right, Robbie, tell us when you got kicked out of a theater. I've never been kicked out of a theater. I just didn't know if you guys. <laughs> I have walked out of a movie before and got my money back, yes. Yeah, I haven't done that. I was watching. But that's because I go to a movie, guy, Dotto. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we knew before we went, Jessalyn. Well, truthfully, yeah. I was in high school. I did not know about Movie Guide when I was in high school 12 years ago. Uh, was it really 12 years ago? I'm old. Oh, wow. Uh, so I decided to go to the midnight premiere of The Dark Knight, and it has Heath Ledger's Joker in it. And within the first five minutes, it's super violent. And I got up and I said, no more. So I talked to the one employee that was at the movie theater at 12.05, and I said, nope. And I had to sit outside for two and a half hours until my dad came to get me. Wow. I'm proud of you, though, that you did that. It was way too violent for me. The second one was very dark. Yeah. The second one was way too dark. The first one was my favorite. The I first really one's why I'm perpetually afraid of Cillian Murphy and his bright blue eyes. <laughs> Speaking of actors, what happened to that? Whatever happened to that? Uh, what What is Christian Bale doing? Is he doing anything or is he just sitting around and twiddling thumbs or? Um, I don't have an answer for that, but I'd like to close out the podcast by telling you my favorite joke. Okay. Tell me. What do you call it when Batman leaves church? What? Christian Bale. Uh, uh, that's I did not funny. see that one coming. <laughs> that's <laughs> one of my favorite funny. jokes. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today on the Movie Guide Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So on Spotify or Google or Apple Podcasts. We would love to hear from you. You can send us a message on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, just look us up under Movie Guide. I'm Jessalyn. I'm Robbie. I'm Jeremy. Also, if you like what we're doing and you want to make a difference in Hollywood, be sure to check out movieguide.org where you can donate and receive a special gift. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.